Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Avery's Sports Show. And it's winter, it's getting colder, and in the soccer world in Canada and America, that means it's MLS playoff time. We're down to final four teams in MLS playoffs. Toronto, Columbus, Houston, and Seattle. Who better to have on than Sportsnet's main soccer guru, Sportsnet Central anchors, with our old pal, Mr. Brendan Dunlop. Brendan, welcome back to the podcast. Why it's been a long time since you were on Avery Sports Show. <laughs> it's been too long. You got a you got a bunch of A list in your Rolodex, so I guess that's why I don't get the chance anymore. I don't take it personal, but uh, it's very good to be on with you, buddy. Great, thank you, buddy. You know what else, buddy, Brendan? You're one of the people in sports media in Canada who's known me since I was a kid. Like, do you feel old knowing that you know me since I was like 16 or 17 years old? Yeah, I, I do question why your parents let you have a serious uh, radio subscription when you were eight. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that you listened to Hardcore Sports Radio back in the day. But, uh, I, now I get to see your, your sports media career flourish. And you're the one with the regular radio show. I'm the one who's lucky to get a few phoners every now and then. <laughs> hey, man, you're on TV every night. I see you on TV almost every single night. Like, wow, so much Dunlop is way too much in my TV set here on uh, your back in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for watching, man. I appreciate it. I think that the referee, Chris Petzl, who, I mean, had a tough enough time as it was in that 
I don't think wanted to be pulling out red cards. So um, the fact that you know it was just the two two guys at the center of, of the incident, I think that he made the right decision in, in, in that fact that you you can't be playing in the tunnel. It's, uh, it's just the reality of it. That you got to keep your head on the pitch and off the pitch as well. And those two guys didn't do that. And now it's uh, it's going to hurt Josie a lot more than. Question. Exactly. You mentioned you know, being carded. Of course, uh, CSC played tonight in Columbus in leg one, and no Ultimate, and no Giovinco as well. He took a second yellow card. You know, Giovinco, a great player. I love watching him play in person, being as a fan of the guy. He's about to head the game. Here, Giovinco. He's got to calm down. You've got to calm yourself down. And missing him as well against Columbus, that's, that hurts. So he's both those guys now tonight. Everybody really hurts. See Giovinco not keep his cool and be elsewhere in leg one. Yeah, it's frustrating for CSC fans because, you know, Sebastian Giovinco is such a key part of that team, honestly. He knew how many yellow cards he had coming into that match, and he knew that uh, the match had been refereed away. You know, maybe it should have been, but you know, quite a few calls that went against the team and a couple that went against him individually, but he's got to be, you know, smarter than that and not let the referee have a full earful. And it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's why the rules are important to keep guys disciplined and to uh, penalize guys when they when they can't stay within the rules, and you know, Javinko had to uh, let the referee here have a new pull, and it's cost seven. So hopefully, it doesn't cost CC in the first time you join tonight. The ruler might have to be a big impact player now. Is it a Victor Vasquez? Is it a Michael Bradley? Is it a Tolkien Ricketts? Come up and you know, fill that boy that'd be loved by those two guys fighting Columbus. I mean, Victor Vasquez is such a fantastic player. He's uh, he's been immense this year, and such a great addition to the team. That you know, came so close to winning Emma Cup final last September. And uh, I think he's in a better position to win the fifth year because of it. So, Vicky Vasquez is huge. He's getting cooler as of late. I mean, he was really hot throughout the summer. Uh, it hasn't been as impactful in the last few, few outings, but I do expect, um, you know, the, the, the Columbus will pay him a lot of attention because uh, he can definitely drive the engine. I think that, uh, you know, Bradley will, will pull up his socks a little bit more. He's always out there giving uh, giving his all and, and representing the club uh, as, as best as he can and how he believes that. They should uh, they should be and how they should play, uh, but I think that Sussman Ricketts can, can bag some goals as well. I think that Sussman Ricketts would be a starter on virtually every other team in Major League Soccer. So, given the opportunity to uh, to start and have uh, you know the first hour at least, and maybe a little bit longer to, to score some goals, I think that Columbus will have a handful of the, the Canadian up front. Hopefully, we'll find out. Of course, now in Columbus, you know this is the, the Columbus crew, their franchise right now. We should know what they've been here from the start. They basically almost a done deal. You know, they're going to move to Texas in 2019. You know, atmosphere and soccer is a big thing. It's like playing against two teams now for Toronto FC. You know, you're playing the players and you're playing the fans who are going to be so fired up because you know that their that their team is playing on, on limited time right now. I mean, yeah, I think that you know Columbus will have a. Lots to play for. They've got a huge chip on the shoulder. Obviously, yeah, I think that it's uh, you know tonight in Columbus. So, so they've got such a passionate fan base, and I, I know that sometimes the numbers don't reflect that. CFC's two trips there this year, mm-hmm. and that first game I think was maybe ten thousand, and the next game was thirteen thousand. So it looks as though the, the fan base is you know smaller there, but it's a, it's a real passionate group. And I think it'd be a real shame for Columbus for the Major League Soccer to uh, to lose their season to Columbus there. I know the past stadium they say. That's from a technical standpoint, but from a fan standpoint, I went there in the postseason. Uh, I think you know, it's a good venue. It's a, a venue really to, to, to watch a match. It has a real element to it, which we'll see tonight, probably with the cold. But I think um, I think that uh, CFC, you know, they're, they're definitely going to feel the, the energy in that building because I think there's going to be uh, just a bit more passion maybe than usual with the prospect that this could be the, uh, the last match that they ever have at that stadium, let alone the last playoff match. Because, you know, Columbus, their team, they're such a dangerous club that, you know, they beat, they went into Atlanta 
I'm beating Lante. Team that surprised me with Fancy Club. Who in your mind has to try to watch in Columbus to make sure they don't lose like one? Yeah, well, I mean, Federico Iguaina is a fantastic player. Uh, you know, he was nominated for Comeback Player of the Year. Uh, I was surprised that you know, the league thought that maybe he would have had a down year and that he was, uh, you know, <laughs> worthy of a Comeback Player. But uh, I really think that, that he's, um, he's uh, such a class player and uh, can cause a lot of problems for Toronto to if I'm not careful. So, containing Federico Ibrahim won't be the only thing that they need to do. Uh, Ola Kamara, there's quite a few mm-hmm. good players uh, on that team that TFC should have their heads full with tonight. But uh, if you can stop Federico Ibrahim from getting open shots, you might just do uh, Alex Bono a real big favor. You can focus on everybody else. Exactly. You might just do that. Of course, I'm going from Eastern Conference to Western Conference. You have Houston and Seattle, of course. It's funny, in the Western Conference, the talk is all about, you know, look at Vancouver, look at Vancouver, look at what the Whitecaps are doing. And Seattle kind of made people think, you know, hey, we're the defending champions. Where's our love? And they showed it by, you know, losing Vancouver to, what, one shot over two legs? Playing Houston, I mean, Seattle is still a very dangerous team in the Western Conference, Brandon. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed in the Whitecaps, to be honest. I thought that uh, this could be their year as well. The prospect of the Vancouver Toronto final was very uh, enticing, obviously, but it wasn't, it wasn't. It just wasn't meant to be for, uh, for the Whitecaps. As far as the standards, you can start to avoid the start of the year. There's very few people thought they'd be in this position at this point. But the fact that uh, you know, they have the opportunity to get to the final again as defending champions, uh, they're going to have a handful, I think, in Houston. But uh, no one just thought that Houston would be at this point either. So uh, I think you'll get a, a really good matchup in the West. Uh, I don't think I'll pay as, pay as much attention to it as I'm going to pay attention to uh, TSC and Columbus. But I think it's going to be a pretty effective line that the league will definitely be happy with because uh, I think the, uh, the, while the Houston has a, uh, a market for. Mind. This is 